0: Hi, I'm Kathy Rushing, host of the podcast, Committed The Entrepreneur Marriage. If your middle name is Restless and you identify with words like innovator, dreamer, change maker, creative, independent, or you are married to an entrepreneur, or heaven help you, you're both entrepreneurs, this podcast is for you. The entrepreneurial journey can be a little wild at times, like uncharted territory. Join me as I talk with others who are at various stages of developing their business or project. We'll explore the wisdom and insights they have gained while navigating the ups and downs of the entrepreneur journey. You'll discover that there are many couples who have found ways to thrive in both their business and their marriage. Today's episode is the very first interview of The Committed Podcast, and I could not have asked for a more gracious couple. Doug and Christy Martini said yes to this project that was little more than an idea in my head at the time. Their story illustrates so beautifully the commitment to being partners in life and work, held together by their unwavering commitment as people of faith. They linked hands and hearts as they faced some serious physical and emotional challenges that Christy had secretly been struggling with when they were dating. You'll hear how Doug moved from rising through the ranks but rotting away on the inside and finally decided to start his own construction management business. He launched just two years before the Great Recession of 2008 or when they were adopting internationally at the same time life was challenging and full, but they did what they had to do to make the dream a reality. This episode was a gold mine of wisdom. I hope you enjoy meeting the martinis as much as I did. Doug and Christy, thank you so much for joining me on this very first episode of the Committed Podcast. Every story has a beginning. Tell us a little bit about how you guys met, and we'll we'll start with the marriage piece. Maybe a little history, sure. And then we'll move into business, and then we'll go back and forth.
1: So I'll I'll start So say, can, do you want your version or yeah. my version? Well, <laughs> I'll give you my version. So I want both uh, versions. <laughs> Christy and I uh, both went to Texas A and M, uh, both class of ninety six. So it was probably our—I don't know—our senior year of A and M. And my story is, I had seen her on campus for about three years or four or four years, and you know, she—I always saw her as the girl I wanted to meet, and but she never gave me the time of day. She <laughs> was then, a
2: letterhead,
1: and, uh, <laughs> and so uh, years went by, and and we were spending more and more time. Like she would. She actually worked in the rec center, and I would go there and work out with friends. And so I crossed her path, our paths crossed several times. And then um, one night we were out at a dance hall together, not together, but with mutual friends. Or with, and uh, asked her to dance, and we did. And I had a girlfriend at the time, and so it was kind of awkward for her. It was it just <laughs> weird, but, but uh, anyway, long story short, we, uh, we started dating. And uh, at Texas A&M and through our graduation and moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, got married about a year after graduation, about a year. Yeah. Yeah. We graduated in May and I graduated graduated in May and then we got married the following uh, March and the rest is history. It's it's that easy. Uh,
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's version one. So you guys have been married how long?
1: Twenty years. Twenty years. Congratulations. It was ninety eight, so it was twenty years of March of eighteen. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, right at twenty years. Christy, what would you add? Or
2: so he always talks about having seen me on campus. I don't ever recall a time <laughs> of seeing <laughs> this cute boy on campus, mm-hmm. but I do. Um, I remember when I first started seeing him. I was working at the rec center, and I would work out, and the, I would rent I would go in real early in the morning and run, and I remember seeing him on like the little lat pull-down machine thinking he was kind of cute and I uh, showed up at the Silver Wings Ballroom for a Jerry Jeff Walker concert and uh, several of my friends were guys some of my best friends and I had a girlfriend that was um, one of my little sister my sorority and we kind of dumped the guys and said we're gonna go walking because if you're by us we're not gonna get asked to dance and as I were kind of rounded the place I saw Doug walking in with uh, group of people. And we I positioned myself in such a way that he was pretty much going to fall over me <laughs> if <laughs> he didn't great. ask me to dance. But the ironic thing is his cousin actually asked me to dance first. And uh, so I danced with his cousin and then ended up dancing with Doug the rest of the night. But when we left, he didn't get my phone number. And my dear friend uh gentleman boy said he didn't get your phone number because he's dating somebody if he Uh didn't get your phone number and I didn't believe him and I went to the sorority house on a Monday for meeting and there was on like the wall a picture of Doug and this other girl you know my uh, one of my sorority sisters and I said who is that and she said she said oh that's Doug Martini and it wasn't her in the picture Mm -hmm. it was like another mutual friend and I said, oh, you know, I met him the other night, such a nice guy. And she went on and on and raved about how wonderful Doug Martini was. And I said, I want to ask him to our upcoming formal. And she said, oh, he has a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of how we first met. And I would see him in the rec center after that for a long you know, couple months Mm -hmm. before he then broke up with his girlfriend and asked me on a date.
0: Oh, okay. So it took him a little while to... Yeah. What get up the courage, Doug, or pay attention? No, or...
1: it was just the timing was right. I okay, guess. and uh, I was free, so the next day I went and asked her to lunch. So and yeah. that was our senior was our, senior year, our <laughs> senior year, our fourth year at A and M.
0: Yeah. So what was the what was the attraction? What was the draw to each other? As you did start paying attention and
1: well, from dating uh, from a my bit. perspective. Um, I was heavily involved in Young Life and at AM, Texas a and there's something called Breakaway, mm-hmm. where um, a guy named Greg Mott started it. So I was involved, um, I was actually in an organization with Greg Mott called Aggie Men's Club.
0: Okay.
1: And, and so what I think the initial attraction was, I mean, we saw each other, we thought each other was cute, obviously that's what happens, um, but... After we dated, I, we started dating, I think that's really what what gelled us, is we saw, now we were in college, I wouldn't say that we were making all the right choices or spiritually mature at the time, but we both had that grounding, mm-hmm. um, and she'll probably tell more of her story, but for me, it was, I, I didn't, I wasn't looking for a party girl, I was looking for a girl with, with uh, her faith as, as her foundation, mm-hmm. something we could build on. We were both outdoors. We both like athletics. We we're both very active. Mm-hmm. And I think that was um, beyond all the superficial things. Mm-hmm. I think that was something, that was what gave us the staying power. Mm-hmm. Um, even at that age, you know, we'd go to breakfast. And away even together. the
0: attraction, you knew that your faith was important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And mm-hmm. I, I, it was on our first date and, and she'll probably tell it, but I think one of the things that, that she really learned was, but we went to dinner and our first lunch and, mm-hmm. and I prayed over the meal. And she said, and, and at that instant, she knew something was different. Mm-hmm. And I think that was uh, that was mm-hmm. foundational for us, even at that age. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And Christy, what what would you say? So, what drew you
2: to Doug? I would definitely say when I met Doug, and I always say that he always said he would see me on campus. I would say I didn't see him on campus. Although looking back, I can actually remember times of meeting him. But I think I think the Lord blind in my eyes because I was not ready. I was not in the place that Doug was. Mm-hmm. And though I'd been raised in a home that had <laughs> gone to church, I didn't know what it meant to have a relationship with Jesus. And it wasn't until that senior year mm-hmm. that I began going to break away and my life really began to change. I had dated somebody prior to Doug um, for about 10 months and he had a faith and I was never included in that faith. Mm-hmm. And so we would Go to church, or we would go on a date, and he would pray, but I wasn't invited into that. Hmm. And I always felt like, wow, like I, I was, I could, I know. Looking back, I was searching for something. And then when I began to go the breakaway and have my own relationship with Jesus, when I met Doug and we went on the very first lunch, um, Olive Garden, and he reached across the table and um, held my hand and asked if we wanted to pray. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember thinking, like, there's something really different about him, like. I was invited in to, into this and uh so that definitely mm-hmm. and so I always say, you know, in a in a marriage, I think that the men are, are made and created to be the spiritual leader. For me, mm-hmm. that was very much the the truth because I was young in my faith when I met Doug. Okay. I was getting involved and I was in a Bible study and whatever, but when I met Doug, I was young in my faith and so he really began to teach me and mm-hmm. that's was really like So I've grown in my faith with Doug. So you grew in many ways together. Yeah. That's
0: wonderful. How, what was the process of knowing that you were each other's forever person?
1: So do you want to give your testimony or? Sure.
2: (laughs) This is we we have gone the gamut. <laughs> I'll
1: let you share it, and then I'll when my... I
2: when I met Doug, I was struggling with an eating disorder mm-hmm. that nobody knew about, and I think my parents had inklings of. Mm-hmm. And um, we were about months into not dating, very long. not very long into dating, and I just remember I'd had a really hard day, and being on the phone with Doug and he wanted to come by and see me or something. And I I was really upset. And I said, I just remember saying to him, I can't tell you over the phone Hmm. what's going on. And he was like, okay, I'm on my way over. And I remember hanging up the phone and thinking to myself, oh crud, what am I gonna tell this guy? Like he's just summoned him over to my apartment and I was kind of at the rock bottom. And that day, that night I told Doug, the first person ever that I was struggling with an eating disorder. And he called my parents, got my parents, we called together, called my parents. My parents were down within that next day and I really started counseling within him like the next mm-hmm. week. Wonderful. And, um, I, I graduated a semester before he did and I stayed in College Station cause I was with a wonderful counselor and I wasn't ready to move on. Mm-hmm. And so through that journey of counseling, he was there with me. Like I, he was my teammate hmm. and, um, yeah. looking back, you know, for me, we have a very different look at the beginning of marriage because it was really hard on him. He didn't know what he had gotten into. For me, it was the first time I had hope out of a very dark place. Yes. And uh, so that, for me, <clears throat> you know, I learned a lot about who Doug was mm. in the midst of a very, we started our relationship with me in a trial. Yes. So.
1: Yes. And that was hard for, so my side of that is here I am, a 20-year-old college kid, and I'm getting this news that I'm like, okay. And you know, I didn't know what to do with that other and than, look, I'm here. Did you even um, know
0: what an eating disorder oh yeah, was I mean, I knew, at the you time? Know, what, or...
1: what an average person would, but mm-hmm, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't know the depths of stronghold that came, mm-hmm. that that stemmed from. And so I just remember being like, look, I'm here. And I remember I always told you, I'm, I'm your teammate. I may not be able to help you. Cause I'm not professional, you know, that that's for other people, but I'm here with you. And, and I think that was, and I will say there were some pretty dark times, um, through our dating, through our engagement. And it wasn't until probably two years into our marriage, give or take.
2: No, I would say a year into our marriage, we got pregnant with Canyon, our oldest. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and I actually, I, we were at a really large church in Arlington. I remember writing the letter to the senior pastor. Yeah. Because I remember looking around a church and seeing all these beautiful women and knowing that like eating disorders are rampant and type A driven women. And mm-hmm. I looked around this church and I thought, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. And I um, ended up leading a ministry there for some yeah. time. And that was about the time that I got pregnant with Canyon, my oldest. And and even now I would say, I don't know, like definitely I was just a victory in Christ of me overcoming that. But um, that was kind of the, like the... Yeah. For me, I remember that in my time in my life, that was the proof that like I had conquered that was that I could go through a pregnancy and mm-hmm. and Oh my goodness, and, yes.
0: Talk and, about body image changes and mm-hmm. well, yeah. and, and embraced it. And yes. from a
1: marriage standpoint, this is, you know, how you know it was a very our engagement and our marriage for me was here I am. Again, I'm twenty, twenty one, we got married 23. at twenty three. It was when we actually got married. Right. And, and I'm helping this woman. I don't really know all that well yet through the biggest trial of her life. And so the emotions that came with that, Mm -hmm. the, I did not come from a family with a lot of emotions. And so this was all brand new to me. And, and it was, there was some wounding, there was Mm -hmm. wounding that happened to me. I wouldn't say wounding as much as what am I getting myself into here? Like this is, Mm -hmm. I can't handle this. Mm -hmm. Like, Is this what marriage is gonna be like? Some
0: hesitation, maybe? Um, But I never
1: well, that's what I was gonna Mm -hmm. respond to your question Mm -hmm. by how did I know? And all I can say is God just said, It's your life. Hmm. You're you're this is who it is. And so no matter what emotions, no matter how I, I felt, what I mean, again, there were some dark times walking through that with her. I just knew that like I'm I'm not going anywhere, no matter how bad it gets. Wow. And we didn't know there was gonna be freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, you just never know when Mm -hmm. you're going through a trial. So it was just that, that, that word from God that just basically was like, this, this is, this is who I've chosen for you. And you're to be there. You're to be a teammate and you won't understand it. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's funny when she tells her side, it's more of a story of hope. My side is more of a story of desperation. Like (laughs) what the heck have I gotten into? (laughs) Like, okay. And just hang on and, and ride this out. And and to, to add to what Christy said, I mean, it's it was a pretty miraculous thing. Um, you know, a lot of people come out of something like that, but it's still a constant struggle. With right. her, it was complete and utter freedom.
0: That is amazing. And
1: to the point where we often talk about it, where it's like she came out of that and it was obvious why she went through it based on who she has helped since then with those types of issues. And it, And you can't understand that until you've been through it. Right. And she's right. been through it. She's... Seen the dark side. I've seen the dark side because well, I can speak to a husband, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that was sort of trial by fire. And then when you come out of something like that, um, you know that helps solidify us um, in a lot of ways. If yes. that if that makes sense.
0: Uh, and I yeah. love what you both have referenced in terms of you were a team, because mm-hmm. I think that is so much a part of of a. Thriving marriage yeah. is there are no perfect marriages, mm-hmm. right? I, I haven't found one yet, anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, you know, when you lock hands and hearts and say we are a team, no matter what, there's not right. a plan B, and so whatever comes, we're in it mm-hmm. together. Um, because I think that is just so powerful, and that gives couples the strength when those hard. And times, this started before um, we were married, so right. really. You didn't I, have to I, I commit. I could have said, "Hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not
1: signing up for this." Exactly. And and that never seriously crossed my mind anyway. Mm-hmm. But God sort of intervened anyway mm-hmm. before I even mm-hmm. thought that and said, mm-hmm. "No, this this is this is this is your route. This is your path."
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: and uh, so it, it's more of a testimony to that than yeah. it is to anything I decided or that she went through. It's it's. How God sort of held us in His hand during that time. During I love that, that image. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Love that image, and and a reminder too that that <clears throat> we take someone with all of their good characteristics mm-hmm. and all of their flaws, and um, we we don't get to pick and choose. Well, I'm I'm going to stay with you as long as it's easy. I mean, right. obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of people do that, and that's part of why the divorce rate is right still
2: somewhere around 50 yeah, percent but you would think um, about three months into a relationship he would have run <laughs> I right. mean looking back and even as a mom and I've got four kids what would I tell my own kids hmm. I mean you know I wouldn't risk, wish upon any of my four children that I had to walk through with me right. and yeah I do think that it I mean when you walk through that even going into a marriage then you're like okay We've been through a really deep, dark place together, mm-hmm. and we can get through that. We've seen that, that there's victory in that. We can
0: right yeah. and not just get through it, but I'm sure you came through it stronger, learning a lot yeah. more. Victory, I mean, victory, yeah. and yeah. more about yourself, about you know God's presence mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. your marriage, which is something many marriages don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that's an awesome story. Um. So, when you first got married, what did the future look like, especially regarding work or purpose?
1: So, I am a very uh, disciplined, pretty status quo the way I look at life. So, I hired on to a, a large company, and I had the
0: and just real briefly, Doug. Yes. What was your? What did you come out so of college with? I graduated
1: with, or... with a degree in construction science. Okay, and I went to work le- to work for a large commercial contractor. Okay. Um, first in the Arlington around Dallas-Fort Worth. And then um, as we had our kid, our first son, mm-hmm. we wanted to move closer to family. So we that's when we relocated to San Antonio. Okay. So I got um, hired on. I got a job with a large builder in San Antonio. And so I had, from a work standpoint, I was very, I'm going to move up in a company. I'm going to be vice president. I'm going to Retire, you know. I had a very linear um, outlook up. on my career, and almost to the point where I could predict where I was going to be, when I was going to be, and at this point in life, we can build our retirement home. And so, work for me, uh, I worked very hard, um, but family was always important. So I was not a late night guy. Mm-hmm. I was usually home by dinner time, and I was uh, very efficient to do that. And so it was, I learned. Um, to work efficient and to work hard and to get your work done and come home. and and uh, But for me, from to answer your question, it was a very linear path to retirement. Um,
2: he and, didn't come out of college. I don't ever remember a time him saying, um, when I grow up or, <laughs> you know, one day I want to own a business. I I actually think I remember you saying, I don't want to own a business, hmm. if I can remember correctly. But I remember thinking that, you know, he's going to, like he said, work his way up and... You know, you would get his year yearly evaluations or whatever, and you know it was what was the next step to get to the you know. So
0: a fairly traditional, very traditional model, predictable work mm-hmm. path. And what about you, Christy? When you came out of college? So what, I what came out. Your...
2: Um, I came out with a degree and went right back in and got my. I came out with a degree in nutrition. Okay. And I went right back. Oh, into, that's interesting. Given right, and did your it eating is. disorder
0: play into that? I think so decision? very much.
2: I think I actually would think a l- yes. Hmm. I think I chose okay. something that I was interested and in, focused on at the time. Um, and when I came out, I actually went on and got my education degree. So, um, so I I left A and M. We moved to Arlington. He was in one apartment. I was in another apartment. He started his first job, and I went back to. Uh, school and got my certification to teach okay. at an elementary level. So I was hired on um, after when we were first get, got married, I was just hired on to teach second grade. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess I got hired, you know, midsummer to start a. That would be my first job. I started my first job and October of that first year, my very first teaching year, um, I found out I was pregnant. Okay. And so, you know, now what? <laughs> we both mm-hmm. knew that we wanted me to stay at home and that was our goal is me to be home with our kids. I can remember, um in order for me to stay home, we needed like, you know, four hundred dollars extra a month for me to get off of the insurance I had okay. with the school, get on Doug's insurance and put the baby on. Mm-hmm. And I had to let the school know by a certain time when I was coming back. And it was the end of the school year. And he got a pay raise for a four hundred and one dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, I so <laughs> love it. So I stayed home. Okay, <laughs> I've had odd different jobs throughout the years since then. Did some real estate, mm-hmm. did some other things, but okay. And yeah. she
1: currently helps me with the books on my business. So she's. Not technically working. You I'm know, the she, highest
2: paid volunteer. Yeah. That's, that's what I call it. <laughs> With some so, benefits,
0: that's hopefully. Right. Right. <laughs> so. Um, so, so you didn't start out, Doug, thinking that you were going to have your own company. You said don't want to actually. So, tell us a little bit about what you do now and sure. how that came about.
1: So, I, I I rose up in the ranks pretty quickly. Um, I became uh, I was offered shares in the company. Of the large company I was working mm-hmm. for at the time. Mm-hmm. And I I was battling contentment, as I think a lot of men do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of men have everything that they should have, but they're still bored stiff, and they mm-hmm. don't know why. And that was me. And so what I began to do was I dug into that um, through different books and through different, um, you know, things that, that I was seeking. I started Really uh, picking at the scab, I guess you could say. And so going through that, I began to ask, okay, why am I not happy? I've got a great job, a perfect wife. At the time we had, you know, I always tell people now looking back, I had my little house in the suburbs. I had my Too pretty cute. little wife, my 2.5 kids, my <laughs> <SM>. <laughs> And I've got everything that the American mm-hmm. family should have. But mm-hmm. I was rotting away on the inside. Mm. And um, and not it wasn't miserable, but I just wasn't content. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I had begun to investigate new business opportunities. And, and I think what spurned in me was um, wanting to, basically, I started that desire of wanting to work for myself. Um, I wanted to, if I was going to be making somebody money, why wouldn't it be me? Hmm. Instead of getting paid what they felt like I was worth.
0: So that was just a shift and, that you made yeah, out of some and, restlessness, not necessarily was, modeled like... Y- yes. Did either of your parents were no. they entrepreneurs? No, no. This
1: was this uh, this was not modeled by anybody. Okay. And some of the things I was, I mean, I was going through um, a lot of John Eldridge books, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff, and it was more of a faith journey for me. Okay. Because uh, our family took a similar tra- similar transition where we had our pretty kids, we were thinking about our third child, and God opened up the door to adoption. And so our family did a complete about face, mm-hmm. and our second two children are adopted. Okay. So that's been a whole nother transition. Um, but on the work front, it was the same thing. And, and I remember I, was, I, I took the firefighters test for San Antonio and Austin. Really? And did really well, but for some reason, my number wasn't called. And, um, and so I was looking for something that, that I could find meaning behind, something that I truly enjoy doing, where I could mesh my values in my work ethic and make a living and doing something I wanted to do. And my current job was not offering that. And it's not a knock on them. It was a great company. It right. was, it was on me. Right. And, you uh, were unsettled. So I remember one time coming home and whining and moaning about it as I as I did during this period and and Christy finally just said, look, I'm done. Either quit or shut up about it. You so, know? And she kind of gave me the ultimatum like, yeah. look, like, I'm behind you. If you want to leave, because I had a lead on, if I were to quit and do my own business, I had already a lead on some work that I could do. So it wasn't jumping off a cliff and trying to grab a branch. There was actually a, a rock to land on. Okay. And so some client, a client base, I okay. guess you could say. And so she kind of gave me the ultimatum and said, I'm done. Either quit crying about it and quit <laughs> griping about it. If you want to do it, do it. And that's when I basically... And a lot of the books I was reading was telling me the same thing, that the only one can change your situation is you. If you don't like it, Mm -hmm. then change it. you got one life to live. If you want to do it, do it. And and I remember thinking, well, what's the worst that can happen? (laughs) That is a a
0: loaded question. I go get another job.
1: (laughs) You know, if it fails and we take a little dip, fine, I'll go get a job and we'll be right back where we are. And so culmination of that, I went in and, and I remember one day, God said, do it. And I went in and turned in my two weeks notice. And uh started my own business at that point. Yeah.
0: And so what what business did so you land on I went what from did you
1: start? Working on the general contracting side mm-hmm. and I started my my own company basically doing real estate uh development and okay. construction management. So I became a guy that basically manages real estate development projects okay. for other developers. And um with the long term goal of being my own developer someday. And um and so, you know, that takes investors and money and everything that comes with it, which I did not have at the time, and, but that was my ultimate goal, and I wanted to get out of construction and more into development and real estate, okay. and so that's, that's the business that I, that I started.
0: Fascinating, so, yeah. and so from a timeline perspective, um, when you adopted your first child, which would be your third child, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. yes. Um, where does that fall in line with when you started? <laughs> That's funny. Um he left his company in May mm-hmm. and we found out well we she's adopted from China, so we found out who she was in the summer of after that and we traveled to bring her home in September. Oh my goodness. So, yes.
1: 2 years of work we prior had, to that. Yeah, so we had yeah, it had, had been it, it was a
2: yeah, a 23 27 month process total. So it was right in the middle. <laughs> so it all You know, like culminated. my parents were probably thinking we're going to have to like move them in, financially support them. What are they thinking? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be interesting to go back and ask them. Right. Yes. yes. So and and it seems that it goes that way a lot of times. Like, you know, there's not one transition, there are multiple transitions. Um so, you when was this that you started the company, Doug? May of 06. 06. 2006.
1: Okay. Yes. All right. Is when I left my company and yes, it was May of 2006.
0: And can you give us kind of a brief timeline from 2006 to now? Sure, I I'm, I'm sure there's much that has happened, yeah. but just for our listeners, you know, kind of give us an overview of what that trajectory Trajectory, mm-hmm. sure. I can say that looks like.
1: Well, I started a real estate development construction management company in 2006, just prior to 07 and 08, and everybody great knows great years. Happened. Yes, yes, exactly.
0: If only we could predict the future.
1: Exactly. So for me, it, it has been a an up and down road. But mostly in a good way. I equate it to the stock market where it's constantly up and down. But when you look at the long term, the net gains have been fantastic.
0: Okay, that's a great perspective. And
1: so, um, yeah, it it turned into I had a a client base to go to, which as soon as 2008 hit, they disbanded. Mm. And I was (laughs) basically looking around going, okay, what am I going to do for a living now? Still have my company. And I had a lot of contacts and, and built up a lot of relationships. So um, to combine the faith journey with my entrepreneurship, um, I just, it was almost like we would just pray and say, Lord, just just lead us. Just where am I supposed to go? And then it was almost, we tell the testimony, it's almost like it was Christmas there for for about six months where I would meet someone for lunch and there was a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was introduced, well, I wouldn't introduce, but I started just started thinking about, um, a a state license to do ADA consulting, which I have hired these consultants my entire career. And I began to think, well, I probably know it as well as they do. And so I made a call to the state, got the license within two months, and that began a, a whole new platform of business. Okay. And so for me, um, I became extremely diversified. So I started working for developers. I started working with banks doing, Odd things that banks needed on investment properties. Uh, I worked for clients to do ADA consulting on different projects. I always joked with people during that time hey, if you need your toilets washed, call me. Um, (laughs) I will do anything. I'll do it. (laughs) Yes. But there was always, as as hard of time as it was, and here's my other analogy it was like looking across a river, and I wanted to be on the other side of the river. Mm -hmm. and And God never provided that path, but He always provided a rock to jump on. Mm-hmm. So I could, I could always jump to this and, and we never, yes, we had up and down financial months, but we never did without, Right, you know, we, we always had what we needed. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, every time we turned around, a new opportunity would come up and it would be some sort of weird, Hey, can you do this for me? We'll pay you. Sure. Because over again, this is 12 years of sort of culmination, right? Uh, Till today. I did so many odd things for different people in and around real estate development and construction Mm -hmm. and investments and banking that looking back on it, what I'm doing now with my own partners developing new projects as an owner, everything that I did brought me to this point. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is. Gave him the experience and the knowledge to do what he's doing. Yeah, the long road that I did, all these odd jobs. I'm like, why am I doing this? I could be a president, I could be VP of a company by now. And here I am (laughs) doing this. Have a regular paycheck. Yeah. And, but with what I'm doing now, it's kind of culminating all that experience is the people I'm hiring now. And so, everybody I've hired, I've done their job. And so now I can manage those people well because I've been where they are and I know what they're doing.
2: He has built and, good relationships. And I've built with
1: relationships people. with them. Mm-hmm. And so I look back, I'm like, isn't it weird how I always wondered how and why I was doing all these different things and cobbled together, they were making a pretty good living, right? Not one of them was enough to support. So I kind of had to do everything um, to a point of, uh, I mean, even starting a uh, it's another show, but starting a coffee roasting business with some partners <laughs> and trying to get that Now you're speaking and, my love language. And, 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 uh, and that fell. But what I've learned through that with mm-hmm. entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. getting, it, it's all of that has culminated to what I'm doing now. And so it's kind of a cliche, but it's, it's so true in, mm-hmm. in our experience where mm-hmm. the cliche is so true because I wouldn't be where I was without the desert, if that makes sense. And it was in the desert that I learned all the tricks of the trade that I'm using now to build where I really want to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers your question. but
0: Well, it is, it is not a straight journey ever, is it? <laughs> no. and, and we don't know what it's going to lo- look like ahead, but you take that first step and then there's a commitment and you just keep stepping. And um, I've often heard Mark say, you know, there, there isn't a plan B. In mm-hmm. the business, you know you you commit and you move forward. And it is out of that commitment that you know keeps you moving forward mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, two things that I wanted to come back to. one uh, question in the context of the up and downs is I'm curious how that impacted your marriage. So what was that like for you, Christy, uh, in these up and down times, yeah. And you're home with kids, and so I'm i I remember, a,
2: mm-hmm. um, you know, when he left his company, um, I just, what I've always known about Doug is that he's just a man of integrity who works hard. And I've always believed, and I still believe, that um, hard work and integrity is hard to come by. Mm-hmm. And everyone who's ever come in contact with him in the business world has always said that to me when I show up at Christmas parties okay. or whatever. Um you know, as his wife, I would, they would sing his praises to me like, oh, you know, we've worked with Doug on this project or whatever. And so I just, I just believed in him. I just believed that people would want to work with him. And I don't ever remember a time, (laughs) maybe it was my naivety. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But I don't ever remember a time like, like thinking um, he's not going to be able to pay our bills. I, you know, I would do my part. I remember at one point I had a, a, you know, lady that got to clean my house every couple of weeks. And I remember in 2008 telling her, um, Hey, you're not coming back next week because we have to, I have to do my part. You know, I, you know, cut coupons and did my part financially Mm -hmm. to help. And uh, like he said, I've, I've the number one volunteer for Martini Consulting at the time, you know, just running all the books and, and I learned a lot. I learned that um, a lot of times companies don't pay their invoices in December. That's the one I learned. You know, oh, they're busy giving their uh-huh, bonuses. Uh, so oh, we learned that very first year. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, December's can be a low, you know, low month. Okay. And so <laughs> good to know.
0: <laughs> Not comforting, but yeah. maybe let you plan the next year That's or something right. by yeah. all your Christmas in November.
1: Well, in 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 defense of Christy, I had. It, my company, I mean, I had ownership shares, of course, full paid insurance, a company car, a company credit card. And when I left, it was, you know, all of that got turned in. And so it right. was to the point of, oh, I have to go buy a car. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, you know, here's I mean, another expense.
1: So we really, I mean, looking back, I'm like, I can't believe I did that with two kids and essentially one on the way with the adoption. And we made that jump at that time in our lives. Yeah. And
2: also, but, also financing an international adoption at the time. Yes, is not It's not right, inexpensive, yeah. is it? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. So,
2: yeah. God provided little blessings along the way. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say I got into real estate at the time. Okay. Um, I did. I was doing um residential, uh, real estate, and so before our daughter came home, and even after she came home, I can remember taking her even on some uh, showings with certain clients that were, you know. Gracious enough. Um, so I would have a closing here and there. So that helped a little bit, I mm-hmm. think.
0: Mm-hmm. So you were juggling a lot, Christy. Yes. Kids mm-hmm. trying to balance a budget or, or fill in for maybe months that were low. I mean, what was your income like? I'm not asking for dollars, but um, was it fairly steady from month to month? I mean, did you know what was coming in? Yeah. or?
1: So like I said, when I first started... My company, I had a client base and they, so that was a pretty steady income because they said, look, here's the work we need you to do. Here's, it was basically a monthly fee for that work Mm -hmm. that they were going to pay me. So we did have a predictable base, I would say for the first two years. Right. And then, and that was in in about 08 hit Mm -hmm. and that comfortable base had gone away. But I also had enough time to build some relationships in that time and in I guess you could say being in the real estate world to kind of see the storm coming, so I began to prepare for it, and I began to diversify before that came very wise and and so when that base went away, that's when I described you know I had three or four different things coming and it, and cobbled together, that was fine, that what
2: so you're to cut, was mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. mean you know at that time period, I can remember people asking me, what does your husband do for a living and I remember thinking. <laughs> Well, um, he runs and roasts coffee. There were some days that he was actually the roaster. Mm-hmm. I was packaging coffee, and we were making a, a fee sometimes, not big, but you know something off of that, off the investor that was. Well, I was a partner investing, in that business, yeah. yeah, and he had a partner. They, um, and he had all these myriad of. Jobs. I just remember saying, "I don't really know what he does. <laughs> it's Martini Consulting. <laughs> lots of things. Just <laughs> it has a lot of subsets." <laughs> yeah. And
0: did you? Did either of you ever uh, look at each other and go, "Why are we doing this?" Or did you question that decision to jump out on your own nope. and forge your own path?
1: Nope. I never looked back. Never Never. looked back.
2: Down to, I can remember showing up in the parking lot of the company he had left because he had to cash out his ownership shares, and I was going by to um, pick up the check and drop off any other things that had to be done. He was working, and I think our little girl had just come home because I remember taking her in there to see everybody in the office. And I remember the vice president of the company following me out and asking me, if Doug was happy doing what he was doing. And and I remember saying, um, yeah, he seems so happy and content. And the, him saying, oh, you know, darn, you know, basically he wanted to hire Doug back. Oh. And uh, and that happened twice along the way. The president mm-hmm. of that company mm-hmm. actually was at a, a function that we were at one night and I sat at the table as that man tried to woo Doug back over and make him some offers and like, you know, Hey, like it's all, the door is always open. I think You know,
1: but Doug never... never... I never looked back. And and I think when it comes to entrepreneurs, I think that's an important thing. Two points that I'll make is, and I'll I'll take it back to a faith journey. Mm -hmm. I left Egypt. I wasn't going back. I knew what bondage was like. I knew what Mm -hmm. that discontent was like. And Mm -hmm. I knew going back, although maybe a financial check Box could be checked. Right, I would be back right where I was. And so, um, I'm sorry. No, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say. So, when you when you didn't look back, what what is it that connected or um, resonated with you as you were moving forward?
1: I was. It sounds so easy to say. I was doing it. Hmm. If that makes sense. Like I set off to start my own business, and I was going out slaying the dragon every day and bringing it home. If, if that makes sense. Okay. And, and there was a sense of accomplishment in that. And it, it, you know in I talk about the ups and downs and cobbling together. it was an exciting time hmm. for me and yeah. I think for Christy. You know, I
2: remember being a Bible study at the time and literally the Bible study that I was in, I would leave. Like my Bible study lesson, and I and there would be so many things that God would speak to me mm-hmm. about that I felt like he about our journey that we were on. And I remember calling Doug and saying, "This is what God told me today." And it, and it it really was just like and and I would speak to Doug about what I had learned that day that I felt like we, it was part of our journey mm-hmm. at the time. And that was Chris. That was the Christmas season we talk about because I would say I prayed for this today. I would pray very specifically, Lord, give him one person to meet today. Mm. And then he would call and say, I met this guy today. <laughs> and it and it every it would end up in some sort of business.
0: Yeah. The craziest thing. So I affirming. Mean, yeah. And well, I and, still hear the partnership. You know, it wasn't Doug is going 100%. off and doing his thing and Christy's doing her thing, but you're very much partners. Yeah. Which I I believe um, yes. you know, it it speaks much to the strength of your marriage today.
1: Well, there's, there's two things I I was going to mention. and I started on one of them Mm -hmm. is it wasn't a miserable slug through it time. It was an exciting time because it was almost like, okay, what next? Like, this is fun. I'm doing all these different things. I enjoyed them all because they were all for the most part in my, in my realm. And, and people would often say, Hey, what about, you know, what about your company? And I'd be like, it would almost make me sick to my stomach to think of going to work back oh, back really? at that company really? so that's i was to saying you know i had left egypt i knew what egypt was like mm-hmm. i would rather slug it out in the desert than go back to egypt all day long yeah and and because i had friends that still worked there and it was and it was just it was uh, a constant reminder of how much i enjoyed where i was yeah the other thing that you just touched on is is, and this is something I, I ask this question a lot to people saying, hey, I wanna start my business. Mm-hmm. My first question is, is your wife on board? Mm-hmm. And if they say, well, you know, she, I'm like, no, 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 is, is she a raving fan? Have you
0: even talked about it with her? Is,
1: is your wife not mm-hmm. just okay and willing to go along with it? Is she completely supportive and like ready to fight the battle with you? Because mm-hmm. if that's not the case and if you can't check that box, then don't do it. Because the trials will come. Period. Right. And and if your wife felt like you convinced her to do this or drug you into it, or husband, depending mm-hmm. on who's starting a business, mm-hmm. then it's only gonna be resented. Mm-hmm. And that's when a marriage begins to fragment with in this environment is when Absolutely. If you hadn't have done this, we would have been fine. I said it was fi- in in and you can imagine where that goes. And so if your wife or spouse is not a raving fan, is what I always say. Of you starting a business, then I would caution you to take that step. Mm-hmm. And enthusiastic
0: agreement. I came across that somewhere. You know, enthusiastic mm-hmm. yeah. agreement that you yeah. talk about it. and it's not just like, eh, I guess. You know, but mm-hmm. really, can you both get you on? You know, board? and
2: for me, Doug has always included me in his business. I'm, I might not run day-to-day operations. I'm not, but you know, I have a husband who communicates with me and tells me things that are going on and I feel like I'm in the know it's like so I'm a part of it even if I'm not doing it I I have done it I you know like I said I grinded coffee and packaged coffee and at <laughs> yeah. a roaster and and I I I'm a nutrition major who did the accounting yeah up until <laughs> go figure I mean I still do all the books uh-huh. for one of his businesses but I actually did the taxes that's might be scary uh, you know for for a while and uh, and Figured it out and learned it because I wanted to be involved in what he was doing. But he always invited me in to be a part of it. Like I was a teammate. Yeah.
0: Well, for not having read the questions, Christy, (laughs) you answered the next question (laughs) to some degree because I was going to move into um, um, some entrepreneur couples have very different perspectives in how much they talk about the business at home. Some people want to keep it very separate like work is work and home is home and ne'er the twain shall meet. Mm -hmm. Um, Others talk about it. I know we've had times when it's all we've talked about and we had to put some boundaries around it. But Mm -hmm. you're saying you were very much a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, How did the two of you manage that? Did you ever feel like, oh gosh, business is just taking over our lives? Um, How did you balance that? Talking about business yeah. and Sure. No, that's, relationship uh, that's a good
1: question. Um, so the way I handled it is I always, I'm a really good strategic planner, visionary. Here's where I'm taking the business. She was always included in those conversations. Yeah. Here's what's going on. Here's where I'm headed. Okay. Here's what I'm doing to get there. And so she could weigh in and say, well, I don't know what, you know, and she could offer her thoughts to that. I, I didn't And it's not because I didn't want to, but I felt like the day-to-day operations, the struggles, the day-to-day calls, I didn't bother her with that. That was more business as usual. I would come home or, you know, or if I'm working from home, I don't say, man, I did these 12 calls, these emails, this is what happened on the job. I don't bother her with the details because she's got her own issues to deal with. But we talk about where it's going, how we're getting there, strategic planning, where we are financially. Those are the things we talk about. So she always in my opinion, you can answer it, always felt like I knew, I wanted her to know, I've got this, I've got a plan, here's where it's going. And to know where mm-hmm. we're going. And to know, you know where, where we're going.
0: Where are we hoping and, this takes us? Yeah. Those she plans can adjust. She didn't need to know
1: how the sausage was made, but she wanted <laughs> to know that I was going to eat. Yeah. yeah. And and if she asked questions, I would, I mean, there were times when I said, hey, here's what's going on today. Mm-hmm. Um, here's I would know the I'm big things mad. to pray,
2: but, pray for. Yeah. And and there's a few things I knew more than others, but yeah, I I knew, I knew the vision of the company or I knew that his vision of where he wanted to go with the company. Um,
1: -hmm. so now vicariously, she got involved in some of the details because she would help me track invoices. And so I would say, you know, have certain client conversations, but I tried to keep that limited so that she didn't carry the burden of the day to day. That was my job. She had the kids to run and in, in the family, you know, in, in, in that, that side of our life. And I didn't want to burden her with having to help me run a business or take mm-hmm. on the burden of the day to day struggles. That mm-hmm. was, that's my job. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was careful not to bring that home to her. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think we would all agree that good marriages don't just happen, they're the ones that um, are intentional about developing their relationship when our daughter was little, and I would read her the fairy tales that ended with, and they lived happily ever after. And I would look at her and say, really, they they worked very hard at their marriage, and that's why they lived happily ever after. Right. And she would kind of roll her eyes. And um, as she was approaching marriage, she doesn't remember me giving that ending, but um, but I do remember sharing that with her. Um, what are some things that you have done in your marriage to deepen intimacy, fun, and
1: friendship? <laughs> We're both looking at each other. <laughs> I, I'll, so it, it is difficult. Um, yeah. Because and, and I still maintain that with my business, I, I don't work till the wee hours in the morning. Like I, I make it a point to be downstairs for dinner. Or home for dinner. Um, and the few times that I do travel, I, I make it a point to do one-day trips there and back in the same day. So I personally make conscious decisions of travel decisions and s- scheduling meetings to where I'm home.
0: Okay.
2: And currently um,
1: your kids are how old, just for context? Our, our
2: oldest is a senior. He's 18. Okay. Uh, we have a junior who's 16, and then I've got a seventh grader who's 13, and a fifth grader who's 10, almost 11. Okay.
1: All right. And, and so I, I always made business decisions, um, whether I didn't take a certain client or a certain project, based on how it was going to take me out of the home. Hmm. So I think... That was the decision I made of I'm going to be a father in my home. I'm mm-hmm. going to be a present dad, a present husband. Mm-hmm.
0: Not someday and, yeah, I'll have time, I mean, if, time if for this and then they're grown. Me,
1: if a job took me out of town 3 or 4 days a week, I just simply wouldn't do it. I mean, I I wouldn't accept it. Okay. And um for that reason. And so that was for me personally, that was the thing I was not willing to sacrifice ever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. where a lot of people do. You know, a lot of people um And that's a personal decision. I'm not saying it's the right one for everybody. Mm -hmm. That was my decision. And I think, you know, things for us, it it is difficult with four kids, all active. Um, It's hard. I think even if I was just with a regular company, I think the things that we do, we make an effort to do date night Mm -hmm. um, as much as we can. It doesn't always happen the way we want it to.
2: Um, we are blessed to have both my parents and Doug's parents yes. who live close, and so when our kids were younger, we would call on my parents and their and his parents and even his aunt and uncle. I can remember for a while, readily available would come and watch the kids so that we could have a date night or go, you know, to a company party or whatever mm-hmm. it is to get away. I remember, I mean, for Christmases, I remember my mom and dad giving us. Um, uh, a gift card to go have an overnight stay at a hotel. Oh. Um, that happened on multiple occasions, so and wonderful. so my parents recognized. My parents were married very young, and they married at eighteen, and they've been married fifty years this year. His Congratulations parents as well. To them. My parents so, also
1: celebrated their fiftieth. Oh wow! This so you guys year. had we some have a very supportive family, mentors, and great also. mentors, and mm-hmm.
2: so I think that. Um, I, I know that that's not a blessing that I would ever overlook mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, having a babysitter readily available mm-hmm. and now our children are older. Um, and so now even for our big kids, the other night we wanted to go on a date night and mm-hmm. our 18 year old son said... He'd stay home with the younger two, so that we could go have dinner and a movie. Isn't that fantastic? I remember
0: that time when our oldest was thirteen, and we we trusted him enough to leave with the other two to go get coffee. You know, like who knew you needed
1: a teenager's permission
2: for (laughs) a date night? Yeah, we have to ask his 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 schedule. But right,
1: and I think on a deeper level, her and I in our entire marriage, her and I've never had and it should automatically be this way, but I don't think it is in this Mm -hmm. day and time. We put each other first. And, you know, I know that if I'm doing something, for example, it's why I don't play golf. Because what does golf take? Four hours on a Saturday and money (laughs) that I could spend on things for the family. And so I've made a conscious decision growing up. I mean, over Mm -hmm. the last 15 years, I don't play golf. Mm -hmm. Unless it's with her or or a family member, if it's a family thing. And so, and and that was, we've both been very selfless in our hobbies and in things that we do. That if we our have hobbies, a
2: hobby, are our kids, yeah, and o- often yeah. we we both love what our kids do. Okay, I think that we're the big yeah. they're raving fans. So our oldest is a baseball player, and he, and uh, has spent his you know since he was nine, I think he's played on some sort of select baseball team. So much of our time was during those seasons. The whole family would go to the tournament. We'd all stay in this one little room, huddled up, yeah. <laughs> um, but building memories. Building memories. And my, you know, my daughter, my girls are dancers and and dance and compete mm-hmm. and and yeah. I would say that for me as a wife, as I can say that even when I show up to events, Doug is always there. You know, at a dance competition. I mean, when the girls perform at a basketball game and they're going to dance for two minutes, he's there. You know, he makes. You know, I can just tell him, like, "Hey, this is what's going on." I can't mm-hmm. even think of very many times that Doug's ever missed mm-hmm. something of my kids. It's,
1: and it's just mm-hmm. on both ends. It's been a very selfish, self, selfless. I guess that's the right mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. Um, attitude. Um, you know christy will, I'll, will always say what's the schedule this week well so and so's got a, and i'll say okay i'll take here you take here and so divide and I conquer think, well it, it is then. and 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 i think that's been a mutual thing for her and i because i can easily say well i haven't had my guy time right. and or vice versa and we're not like that and any time i've asked or she's asked to say hey girls weekend i'm like go just go i'll mm-hmm. figure it out mm-hmm. and vice versa so you put a lot and of
0: deposits in the
1: bank. Yeah. In to it's just uh, an so attitude, when You, need that you know, time. And, and we always whatever we can do, even if it's like, hey, let's drop what we're doing, Canyon's home, let's go grab some fajitas together. Just to sit at a dinner table together right, and right. driving the car together. Driving over here together by ourselves is kind of cool.
0: <laughs> nice. I'm glad <laughs> but, um, that worked out.
1: But it's so it's just you have to find the cracks in time. And it's mm-hmm. very selfless attitude towards each other, because mm-hmm. um, we we've known a lot of people that it's like you know, I want my me time, mm-hmm. I want my man cave, mm-hmm. and that's never been either of our attitudes.
0: Yes, so, and this is a season. This season correct. won't always be. Mm-hmm. Right. Empty nest is mm-hmm. coming. It's right it, it's, it's mm-hmm. a little farther down the road, but mm-hmm. your youngest is ten, you said, mm-hmm. but that's it'll be great. here before you know it. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's one of the things that. Uh, prompted me to um, talk with you guys about coming on the show um, because that's what Mark has shared with me is that you guys have made family a priority. I think so often in the business world, we kind of glorify people that sacrifice everything for their business. Mm. But what have you gained if, you know, I think about Steve Jobs. He Mm -hmm. was brilliant, and I love all my Apple products. But when he died, his family was a shambles, Mm -hmm. according to his biography. Um, And so I'm just very passionate about finding those couples that are finding ways to have success in their growing their own business without sacrificing their family. And I think you guys are doing a magnificent job. What, what do you know now in business and or marriage that you wish you'd known earlier?
1: So from a business perspective, in, it's always going to take longer and be more expensive than what you budgeted always. Always, always, Uh, always. always. That's across the board in life. (laughs) And so nothing, I guess, nothing is as easy as people make it out to be. Nothing's as easy as it seems. And your best characteristic better be perseverance. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to persevere, then you need to second guess your decision. Mm -hmm. And that comes with preparation. You know, if If you're in debt and struggling Mm -hmm. financially, maybe you shouldn't start a business. Mm -hmm. Um, And we prepared for that as well. We prepare yourself financially. um, I would recommend uh, prepare your marriage. You know, if you're going to start a business, have a conversation with your spouse. Again, making sure she's a raving fan. Mm -hmm. Have the conversations up front about what travel you can anticipate. What, the, what kind of income specifically you can anticipate and have a tier of things. Okay, if it gets hard, what are we going to drop? Are we going to sell the car or are we going to move houses? You just need to be prepared. And, and it goes back to if you and your wife are both on the same page or both spouses are on the same page with persevering financially, persevering in a marriage, persevering personally at the business, if you go into it with that attitude, Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll be more ready for the struggle. I think a lot of people think it's sunshines and rainbows. I'm going to start a business, start making money. I'm going to go buy my new company truck, and and I'm going to run off in the sunset. And it's never like that. Or they
0: look at you at the point where you are now yes. and say, it must be nice. We have heard that so many times. Well, it must be nice. And it's like, oh, my goodness. you know,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: there There is much that went into... Getting to this mm-hmm. point. It's when people
1: mm-hmm. say, man, you're an overnight success. I know after 20 years, it's an overnight <laughs> success. And by no means have we reached that. Right. And that's the other thing I'll say. Christy and I just had this conversation of when you're starting a business, you're always looking for a threshold moment um, to celebrate. Like, you know, I, I joke because I've got it was given to me by, by a friend, but it's probably a hundred year bottle of something. I don't know, it's
2: like Don Perignon or yeah. something. Yeah, mm. and so I keep telling my partner, hey,
1: at some point we're gonna break, once we hit that threshold moment, and a couple of years later, we've still never done it. And so what I've learned is that you never have that moment. You've never, quote, arrived. Right. It's a slow build. It's a culmination of small events done correctly that builds what you see today. And so my advice would be celebrate the small things oh, look back good. like when you have small victories when you mm-hmm. get an investor on board you mm-hmm. you win one small client celebrate mm-hmm. because if you wait for the big moment that moment's just never going to happen right and and so I, we struggle with that, where we've got all these ideas to celebrate, and we look back, we've never done it. Oh my might, goodness! Or you
2: might be waiting a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And
1: it, <laughs> and, it's, and it goes back to the joy is in the journey, not in the accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And the things that we've learned over the last as a marriage. I would say last,
2: too that the business that a business is it's. I mean, I guess there are businesses that you, you look at and say, oh, well, they've arrived and it's it's just the day-to-day running of a business. In Doug's, I think, line of work and the business he's in, I would say that it's, it's a continual journey. I don't think that he's ever, and I know that in my heart, like I don't think that we're ever going to get to a place where like, I've arrived. You know, I just, it's a, I mean, he's constantly strategic planning the next, you know, because he's got to prepare for not this year, but next year, you know, and, and, and getting those clients and doing those things for the next year and two years. That's why I can trust him though, is that I know that he is planning ahead.
0: You have quite a track record at this uh, point yeah. too yeah, and that he's got a, yeah. helps and, uh, with that. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: But so. I would say when you're saying if you would, I wish you would have known, um, I think the Lord prepared us, but if I were to speak to somebody as a wife, mm-hmm. um, I, I look at how, how God like prepared prepared things in our life for this. We didn't know why, but you know both our adoptions being financially costly. Um, we we got onto Dave Ramsey pretty young. My kids joke around with the fact that when they were young, they would always listen to it on the radio. Oh, really? And I'd pick him up every time I was driving. I had his you know his show on the air and things like that. And that's. And so we started doing like cash envelopes really because of that first adoption. We had to figure out how we were going to come up with these finances. And so we learned to not spend more than we made. We learned to live in a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, we have learned to put things aside and kind of sacrifice for that. And I think that because of that, when we hit, hit where we were in a business and we are doing that as a wife, like I had already learned how to do that. I'd already okay. had to do that. In one journey.
0: Hmm.
2: And, you know, I got to see two years later, the result of that, my child coming home. But I knew that this was just a different journey and that Mm -hmm. we were going to continue doing that. And so even today, even this month, as we prepare, you know, Christmas or our first kid going off to college, you know, you know, he's had situations where, you know, while he's working on one business and we call it the manna. Where he's working mm-hmm. on one part of the business is paying us paying us and we can live. There's parts of the business that he may work two and three years and not see an income on. Mm-hmm. And I think because we've been able to budget and learn about our finances and not expend more than we ever had, mm-hmm. you know, we were planners, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the the what you learn layers into the future, and even as you're planning business, as your business grows, there are opportunities that you couldn't have anticipated right. at right. the beginning. So how right. do you possibly plan it out ten or twenty years? Mm. Right. Um, and I think it's interesting, Doug, hearing more of your story and how you were that kind of traditional. Path to retirement. Um, curious now. Do you ever see yourself retiring?
1: No, no. I, I'll <laughs> no. never retire um, because I I tr- I love what I do.
0: And I want to thank you both so much. I kind of feel like there might be another conversation or two in the future. <laughs> I would. I know. I know we spoke briefly about the the adoption journey, and that is. Um, a very, um, can be very challenging and fulfilling at the same time. Um, and just more, more even about your business, but because I really want to focus on kind of that intersection of marriage Mm -hmm. and business. Um, I thank you so much for coming and sharing your thoughts and your journey with us and for being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It, um, it's a place that is sometimes hard for us to be, to share that story, Mm -hmm. but I really, really appreciate it. And I think it's, it's um I'm trusting that it's gonna be a story that other couples need to hear because sometimes it can be kind of lonely. Mm-hmm. That was our experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't know anybody else that was doing this crazy entrepreneur totally thing. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, thank you so thank much.
1: You. Thank you. Thanks for having you.
0: that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to listen to more episodes or to find lots of great resources to grow your marriage, go to kathyrushing.com. That's Kathy with a K. You can also find the podcast wherever you sign up to listen to podcasts. I'll see you next time.